Hello, and welcome to the Relatable Homeschoolers podcast. I'm Harmony Harkema, and my co-hosts are Annie Carlson and Heather Gerwing. We are three ordinary homeschooling moms with nine kids ranging in age from early elementary to high school, and our homeschools are anything but Pinterest perfect. Whether you are a veteran homeschooler, a new homeschooler, or just homeschool curious, we want to encourage you in your homeschooling journey and offer you practical tips and tools to make your homeschooling life easier and more fun. We're so glad you're here. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Relatable Homeschoolers. Today, we are talking about homeschooling through the holidays. This is episode 40 of our season four. So this is our wrap-up episode for season four, and we're so thankful you are here and joining us. Today, I'm joined with Annie and Harmony. Ladies, I'm so glad to talk to you about the holidays and what homeschooling looks like in your houses. I love the holidays. I don't, I don't know that I'm ready, but I, I love the holidays. <laughs> I think that speaks for all of us, Amy. <laughs> Let's just get up front with our listeners, okay? We are recording this the week before Thanksgiving. Do either of you have a Christmas tree up yet? No. No. No, me neither. Okay. Do you guys have rules on dates of when your tree can go up? It's not really a rule. It's more when it makes sense. I don't want Thanksgiving to be overshadowed by Christmas. It's sort of like the gateway to the Christmas mm-hmm. season. And, you know, the stores are already decorated. Mm-hmm. I don't I haven't noticed anybody playing Christmas music yet, but it's coming. But, you know, all the baking supplies and everything is out in our grocery store and Target. When we were there last week and they were opening boxes and starting to fill that back corner area. But it's always full of Christmas decorations. So it's hitting and my girls have noticed, but I have started planning. So Thanksgiving will be like the last vestiges of fall decor and mm-hmm. you know keep sort of that tradition put we usually put our tree up Friday or Saturday. I do not do Black Friday. I have absolutely zero interest in mm-hmm. being out and about on Black Friday. Right. So we stay home and do cozy things the day after yes. Thanksgiving. And it's a nice day to put the tree up. And mm-hmm. this year, if you celebrate Advent from sort of from from a liturgical standpoint, like following, you know, the traditional church calendar, the first Sunday of Advent is November 27th. It's not December. Right. So it right. is the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So we will have our tree up, you know, for Advent. I'm the same. My tree will not go up until after Thanksgiving. And Mm -hmm. it's usually the weekend after, but I can't do it because like, same thing, like you said, Mm -hmm. I don't want to shadow Thanksgiving. I want it to be separate. Also, I have a Thanksgiving day week baby and I have a Christmas day week baby. This year, my son's birthday falls the day before Thanksgiving. Next year, it falls on Thanksgiving. So I never want to diminish his birthday with a holiday, right? And same thing, Then I have a birthday four days after Christmas. So for years, I was adamant that the tree had to be down before her birthday until I think it was maybe two years ago. She asked to leave it up for her birthday. And I was like, that's fine. That if that's your choice and that's what you want, absolutely, we can leave it up. But when she was younger, I wanted her birthday to be completely separated from Christmas. Because I didn't want her to feel like her birthday was being overshadowed. So Mm. Annie, what about you? Any certain day that you put your tree up? Well, that was a compromise uh, when we got married. So I was always day after Christmas. I had a fake tree. You mean day after Thanksgiving? Day after Thanksgiving. Yes. Day after Thanksgiving. And then my husband was like Christmas Eve Eve was when he would prefer (laughs) to 
do a tree and he would want a live tree. And so we tried it his way for a while. But by the end of December, there are no trees left that are decent. Mm -hmm. It was the constant Charlie Brown tree, which he found funny. I found depressing. Depressing. So now we compromise. My birthday is December 7th. And so usually I'll put it up for my birthday. Ah. Okay. So we wait a little bit. Like you, I want to give Thanksgiving its time and, and place. But I do like to have a tree up. So yeah. Usually so, sometime but, sometime between Thanksgiving and my birthday, we'll put it up. I don't know where my kids gleaned this terminology from, but you said Christmas Eve Eve. My kids refer to that day as Christmas Adam. No way. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's funny. I wonder where they got that from. I I have no idea. But so there's Christmas Adam is December 23rd and then Christmas Eve yeah. is the 24th. There's that. You can uh, do whatever you want with it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies. What about homeschooling? Do you guys take a break? And if you take a break, how long of a break do you take from your homeschooling over the holidays? We usually take a break between Christmas and New Year's. Okay. And I wrestled with this for a long time because a part of me was like, I don't want to get behind in school because some people just Mm -hmm. completely take the whole month of December off from like their core academics. Right. So we don't do that. And my oldest, she does not want to do that either. She's become the kid who like, if I'm not home on a weekday, she does her schoolwork completely without being asked. She does not want to get behind. She wants to stay on schedule. That's her personality. We will continue to do math, science, history. But the things that I can swap out and fill with a Christmas themed, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say themed, but we read Christmas stories and we read Mm -hmm. our read loud at bedtime becomes a Christmas novel. We read Christmas poetry. We read, you know, if we're doing Shakespeare, we read Twelfth Night, you know, those kinds of things. We sing Christmas carols. Their recitation pieces, they've actually already chosen. My youngest is learning A Visit from St. Nicholas by Clement Seymour this year. So that's her recitation piece. They're learning Christmas carols on the piano and piano lessons. So everything Mm -hmm. is sort of taking that shape already, even though we're not to Thanksgiving yet. Right. They are very excited and they love that. So we will also, for our artist study, I will pick a few nativity paintings. We make sure that we we read the book of Matthew and the book of Luke during that time. So we Mm -hmm. kind of skip ahead. One thing I love that we did last year is Sarah McKenzie and Reload Revival offer something called Christmas School. And it's delightful. Last year, it was based around Tommy DePaula's Christmas books. And I didn't realize how many Christmas books he had until Sarah came out with this Christmas School. It's divided into four weeks. And she actually includes, here's a carol, here's a poem. There's always a recipe that's somehow related. And then there will be a picture book to read that week and things to do that are associated with it. So that's not all we do, but I take from that as well. This year, her Christmas school, it'll come out before this episode. So I can talk about it because I know what it is ahead of time. It's based on Jan Brett and Jan Brett's Christmas books, which are lovely. They're some of our favorite books. Yes. Yes. And so this year's Christmas school is going to be really, really cool. So I had it early and Lily, my oldest was looking over my shoulder. And as soon as I got done looking at it, she's like, okay, we need to play an advent right now. This is last week. And I'm like, I'm not ready to play an advent yet. And I was like, no, it probably actually is a good idea. So I used to be that person who waited. I didn't want to even think about Christmas until Thanksgiving was over, but then the stores would be sold out of the stocking stuffers I wanted. Right. And like people hit the ground running. And so I decided this year, I was like, okay, we will sit down and plan our advent. 
event. And I did it in a more planned fashion than I've ever done it before, where I actually filled out a calendar of days and considered not just the homeschool pieces, um, but how the homeschool pieces fit together with some of the other traditions we put on the calendar. So homeschool, I try to fit it in and make it a part of all the Advent celebrations so that our days just feel kind of just very suffused with Christmas. Yeah. Very nice. Annie, what about you? What does holidays and homeschooling look like for you? Well, we don't take too much of a break. We'll take the week of Christmas off leading up to Christmas. Christmas Day is on a Sunday this year, so we'll take the week before off. We'll probably do school between Christmas and New Year's, just kind of keep in our rhythm. We don't uh, go anywhere or do anything, you know, travel like we used to. And so uh, we'll probably just keep in our rhythm. We usually do an advent calendar. And when the kids were little, I had a little cardboard one with little cardboard drawers. And each day they'd pull out the drawer and Mm -hmm. there'd be a little treat in there for each of them, like a little tiny chocolate and then a slip of paper that was an activity for the day. Mm -hmm. And so it was listen to a carol or it was color this picture or it was bake cookies to take to someone or, you know, Mm -hmm. each one had a little activity. As they got older, then they didn't quite want to do the those activities. And so now I do theme advent calendars. So last year was our year of Harry Potter. Mm. And so I got the Lego Harry Potter. Yes. Mm hmm. And then this year, uh, my kids and I have really gotten into the office. Well, I've been a fan for years, but the kids have started watching it and listening to the podcast office ladies and just into it. And so we do not stream on peacock so they can't watch it watch it they're getting the dvd set for christmas oh fine. that's like their shared gift mm-hmm. and so for the advent calendar i got them the office i'll link it in the show notes anyway they're getting the office advent calendar oh fine and heather you know this as your kids get older like it's harder mm-hmm. to find meaningful things for them that they're really going to enjoy and so having a themed advent calendar seems to be working so far we do a family christmas present that we give to all of our friends and neighbors and like Kendra Adachi says, decide once. Right. And yes. So we do the same gift for everybody. Um, no matter if you're our piano teacher or mailman or whatever, mm. you get the same gift. Neighbor gets the same gift. So last year we did two different spice mixes that I made house recipes and my kids decorate we get the paper craft bags Mm -hmm. and my kids decorate them. That's their job. The theme last year was seasons greetings because it was mm-hmm. seasonings. Yes. And so each of them, we give out about 25. Oh and my so each, word. Each kid got like eight bags and they decorated it how they wanted, but it had to say season's greetings from the Carlson. This year, because we had a ton of tomatoes, we had way so many tomatoes. And so I made homemade marinara sauce and canned it. And so we're giving them a quart of homemade marinara sauce and pasta and Gluten-free pasta for our friends who are gluten-free and regular pasta for friends who are not. I haven't made the tags yet because I think I'm going to make tags this time and then have the kids do some decorating around it. Because the theme is imagine the possibilities in 2023. That's so awesome. I love it. So yeah, that's something we work on too. So we make the list together and the kids Mm -hmm. deliver them. And it's just a way for the kids to think of others and have some fun doing something for someone else. And it's not all about me and my Christmas list. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I do is my kids get their Christmas list in October Mm. and we do the 
want, need, wear, read theme. And I'll just print one off the internet and hand it to each kid and say, let me know what you want. Then I am like, we're recording this, like you said, the week before Thanksgiving, I'm done Christmas shopping. (laughs) But as a pastor, I have to be. Advent is a huge season in our liturgical calendar, in our church calendar. And as the lead liturgical person, I Mm -hmm. have to be focused and I have to be organized. And I just cannot spend time chasing down presents. It also makes my kids really think about what they want because those things like, oh, I really want a Reese's peanut butter cup. Well, that's what I want right now. Am I still going to want that in December? Knowing my son probably. But, you know, like what is, what what I really want two months from now and what I really want today. And then it also eliminates the last minute additions. Maybe your kids don't do this, but mine did when they were younger. Oh, I really want this. Oh, mom, never mind. All the other things I said, this is what I really want. Yeah, because you saw it on TV or you mm-hmm. saw it in Target when we went walking by. Right. So it also eliminates a lot of that because I say like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done shopping. For me, I have to be done. I prefer to be done by November 1st, Christmas shopping, but for sure by Thanksgiving, I need to be done. Right. It makes sense. Very similar to you both. We take around two weeks off. So we obviously take the week between Christmas and New Year's off. If New Year's is like a middle of the week, I won't start back up until the following Monday because my brain needs a Monday start to school. Mm -hmm. So whatever that day falls on. And then I will take, you know, the week before Christmas off. That might be like a Wednesday to a Wednesday kind of a thing. Usually like whenever our homeschool co-op ends is when we will end. And our homeschools are on Tuesday and Wednesday. So we will finish usually that week out with our regular at home school work. So I haven't even looked. I know, Annie, you said Christmas is on a Sunday this year. Yep. The 25th is Sunday. Okay. So yeah, we will take that week off before and then the week off after. So then that puts what? January 2nd as a Monday? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know if we'll be ready to start on that second. So we might have a slow roll that week because I can't see waiting a full week to start, but I can't see starting the Monday after New Year's either. So that's what we do. And kind of the same thing. We focus a lot on Advent in our family and it's looked a lot different throughout the years of different things that we've done. And we'll get into that because we're going to talk about our resources in a little bit. But what about traveling? Do either of you have to worry about traveling and what that looks like for your family or what that looks like for the families that you're visiting? No, we don't travel. And even when we lived in Memphis, we did not travel for Christmas. We did it a couple times and it was so tiring and stressful and so much hauling of things back and forth. I was like, no. So I think we did it twice and then we didn't do it again. And most of our family is in state. So I would rather invite my parents to come to us and let the girls be at home for Christmas Eve and Christmas morning and not have to pack everybody up. Right. Annie? We travel limited. So this year for Thanksgiving, we are going to a state park and renting a cabin. Last year, both John and I had COVID over Thanksgiving. There's about three days (laughs) that I don't remember. My girls made my mom's pumpkin pie recipe, which is epic. And they filmed it with my phone, like a cooking show. Oh, fun. 
And that is the only proof I have that there was actually Thanksgiving because they did this cooking show. And so I thought, you know what? We need to get away and just spend some time together as a family. And so we are spending three days at a remote cabin, just us and some board games. If it snows up there, we will be cross-country skiing. And if it doesn't, then the hiking trails will be open. Just getting away. In the past, I would travel with my kids between Christmas and New Year's. We'd be gone about two weeks and road trip down to see family. COVID shut that down. Uh, We don't Mm -hmm. do that anymore. Instead... We see them at different times of the year. And so we stay pretty close to home. We don't have much family left anymore. Both sets of our parents have passed away. And so it is just us. We're the only ones in state. And so we just kind of hang out with ourselves and start our own traditions. And then my kids have an adoptive set of grandparents that have kind of brought us into their Christmas Mm. And we usually celebrate that on New Year's weekend with that family. Planning for that has begun. And like my kids are really excited. When I have a slow week, I like to go to Teachers Pay Teachers and find like just some fun activities. Tons of teachers post their creative stuff. And Mm -hmm. I am so thankful for them. And so maybe it's a math thing. Maybe it's a word find. Just some fun stuff like that. We'll do together. You know, I'll, I'll print out four copies. And I'll do it with one that we did earlier this fall when we had kind of a slow week. It was a math of the national parks. And so you were taking a road trip between this park and that park, and you were calculating how many miles you would hike if you did this trail. And so it's just still doing some school, still doing some some stuff. But if you do it right. as a group, you know, you're spending quality time together. Maybe you're listening to some Christmas music and mm-hmm. have some hot cocoa. And mm-hmm. I don't know about your kids, but my kids are going through hot cocoa like it is. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I think I need to make it in 55-gallon batches. Fun. All right, ladies. So now the fun part of our talk, our resources and what we like using over the holidays. What are your resources to share with our listeners, whether it's school related or Advent related? Should we cap it at a number, ladies? Because I know we (laughs) probably have a ton. I could probably pick my top three or four. Yeah. My first one is actually not just specifically a Christmas resource. It's The Catholic All Year Compendium by Kendra Tierney. She has a blog called Catholic All Year. Not Catholic. However, what was really useful to me about this book is that it gave me some context for putting things in their place. Um, I will point out an episode of the Lazy Genius podcast, number 288, which actually came out today, the day that we're recording this. And it is about how to make the rest of 2022 easier. I won't give away the whole thing. I think you should go listen to it if you need a little help and feeling overwhelmed with the idea of how to organize the rest of the year. Kendra talks about name, rather than name what matters, which is what she usually begins with. She said, name what's happening and then name what matters. So you take you know, your calendar and plug in the things that are set in stone. Like my daughters have a holiday piano recital. There is a holiday dance showcase. They will continue with their regular piano and dance lessons up until like the 16th of December, the second, the middle week. And then we have events that we traditionally love to host. We are having our homeschool group over for an end of term celebration at the beginning of December. We always 
host a little Christmas tea for moms and daughters, friends of ours. So once you've kind of plugged all those things in, what's left? And so the Catholic all year, when I first read this, I was like, these are things I already always have in mind. Like there's um, a feast day, a Saint's Day, December 10th is Our Lady of Loreto. And that is when traditionally you make gingerbread houses. So it was really easy to just decide, okay, decide once, December 10th, is going to be gingerbread house day forever. Mm-hmm. My husband's family is Dutch. So my girls have wooden shoes and we do Sinterklaas St. Nicholas day on December 6th. And so the night before December 6th, they actually write their letters to Santa and they leave them out with their wooden shoes. I usually already know what's in the letters to Santa because they've you know told me leading up to that. You know, we bake homemade traditional Sinterklaas cookies, the like the Dutch windmill style spice cookies, you know, the weekend before that. So there's a lot of things that then I just figure out where to plug in. The Catholic All Year Compendium really has helped me to kind of narrow down and just find some anchors in Mm -hmm. which to place those things. The first Sunday in December is called Stir Up Sunday. And it was a tradition from the Anglican church. So English women would stir up their Christmas fruitcake because it had to sit for like 20 days. So I'm not making fruitcake, but that's the day that we do all our Christmas baking. And we do what we call bake and take. So we bake a lot of things. Sometimes I have a cookie exchange to go to, things like that. And then we will make up goodie bags and drop them off to friends. So all those kinds of things to just find a way to plug in. My second resource is a book called The Christmas Countdown by Margie Harding. It combines Advent devotional and activities to do as a family, scripture readings. And we have really enjoyed this as our morning devotional and is also as a source for like crafts and activities. And then um, my third resource is Read Loud Revival's book list of Christmas novels and short stories. And that has helped us really to expand our Christmas library over the years and choose Mm -hmm. new things to read that are high quality books that my girls love. So those are probably my top resources along with the Christmas school. Awesome. Thanks, Harmony. Annie, what about you? I'm really excited for the Christmas school. I might order it because I love Jan Brett. Absolutely love it. The mitten is my favorite of hers. Mm-hmm. I love the mitten. Anyway, when my kids were little, we did The Truth and the Tinsel. And it is an Advent study for little people. Each day you can do a craft or color a printable ornament. And I did the printable ornament because I have three tiny ones and we were not doing crafts. But if you are crafty and that is what you want to do, they're available. It's just a printable PDF that you buy on her website and it was such a precious time like here's a little reading that you do with them and they're coloring and i've saved their ornaments i put them on a like a ring Mm -hmm. and so they hang on the tree each year that we did it we did it probably three or four years in a row so they each have their ornaments all on a ring and we still hang them on the tree and they look back through them and they can still tell the christmas story from all of the things that they colored so i just love that Mm -hmm. um i'm sad that my kids have outgrown it and then the second one that i love is my kids go to bible study with me. I teach a Bible study on Wednesdays. We call it Lunch and Learn. So they're with all older people. They are truly the only children there. They are in Bible study with adults and it's been good for them. And what we're planning to do for Christmas is the spiritual practice of Florilegia. And so everybody knows the Christmas story. Even if you don't go to church, you've heard the Christmas story. And so it can be routine, right? What is familiar often gets glossed over or ignored. And yeah, yeah, I've heard it before. So we are doing Florilegia where we're each week we will take a portion of the Christmas story, both from Matthew and 
and Luke, and we will pick out sparklets. And each person will pick out a phrase or a word that brings their attention or captures their imagination. And then as a group, we will organize those into a new interpretation of the text and what new things can be done with this text. So I'm very excited to do that. Um, I can't tell you how that will go. We'll see. It's my first time doing Florilegia, but I'm excited to do it with the kids, especially because they've heard it too. They've heard it from the time they were born about the Christmas story. And, and as teenagers, they can kind of tune it out, right? And yeah, yeah, we've heard it. Um, so this might might give them a new opportunity. This isn't really a resource that I can link to, but it's something I've done a couple years now. I just spent years at used book sales gathering Christmas books and I wrapped them all up and then we open one every day of Advent. I think it's been a couple of years since I've done that. And, you know, it's hard. Like I have four kids, but my oldest is 16 who isn't going to enjoy that, right? But I think my 10-year-old still will. It's like kind of trying to find that balance of, have I done that? Is he going to remember ever doing that? Or was he too young when I last did it? And so that's my predicament that I'm in right now. So we've done that a couple of years and I still have the box of books and I have a couple favorites in there that I love. So I would recommend that. There are some great books that we've read over the years. Jotham's Journey, Tabitha's Travels, and Bartholomew's something. I can't remember his, but I have all three of their books and they're all kind of an Advent story, fascinating reads. And so we have read those over Advent and only one a year, but they're all intertwined. So when you're reading the second one, you hear about Jotham, right? Or when you're reading about Bartholomew, Bartholomew is Jotham's friend. And so the stories are interwoven a little bit, but they all lead up to Jesus's birth. And they're just, they're so well done and so captivating. They leave you on a cliffhanger almost every day that you're reading. And the kids are like, no, we're stopping there. You know, and it was even to the point where I would start reading the next page to myself because I wanted to know what happened. Another one that we have done, which is kind of, I call it, you know, the Christian version of Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> and it's called um, The Shepherd on the Search or The Search for the Shepherd. It's basically the same concept of the on the shelf you get like this little plush shepherd guy and we named ours levi and you get a book and basically the shepherd is on the search for the birth of jesus on the nativity so in the same way you leave him in different places every night and then christmas morning you put him at your nativity because he's found Jesus being born. So that's just a cute little take. Something fun. The last few years, we have done the Daily Grace Company's family advent study. And similar to what you mentioned, Annie, is they have ornaments that coincide with each day's reading. And I just got one of those small tabletop Christmas trees from Five Below a couple years ago. And we put all of our Advent ornaments on that tree. Every study that I've done for them for Advent over the last couple of years have just been really well done. So we kind of use that in our morning time. We take a break from our regular Bible study that we do, and we do the Daily Grace Co. Advent study for Advent for our morning time. And it, we use the ornaments. They also have cards, so you can do an Advent wreath, you know, on Sundays, and we do that as well. All right, ladies, we're going to head in 
to our wrap up for our episode. And I know we usually talk about what is bringing us joy in our homeschool right now, but I thought maybe I'd tweak it a little bit. And what brings you joy over the holidays? So like, what are you looking forward to? Something, you know, that's just a given that you know is going to bring you joy. In spite of all the busyness and the things that we host, one of my favorite things about Advent is that I make sure that we have downtime. I started calling this cozy night. You know, once I have plotted out in the calendar the things that have to happen and then the things that we want to do and all those other busy activities, plus, you know, the still the school activities that go on until the middle of December, I make sure that we have one or two nights a week where we're home with no commitments and we Mm -hmm. call it cozy night. So we will you know, have hot apple cider or cocoa. Sometimes I'll make a bowl of popcorn. We will turn on a Christmas movie or something everybody wants to watch. We always have a puzzle going in the wintertime. I bring the table in from our sun porch and we sit, you know, at the table, work on a puzzle, watch a movie, read books, staying home and just making sure that we build in that time to rest Mm -hmm. in the middle of all the running around and seeing people who we love and doing things that we love to do so that we don't get completely burned out. I love our advent wreath. It's something that my dad made. My dad was a talented woodturner. And so he made each of us kids our own advent wreaths. My dad's been gone 11 years now. And every year I take it out and we use it every night, lighting the one candle the first week and then two candles the second week. Mm -hmm. So it's just a wonderful time to have it on our table. It's dark at, you know, five o'clock here. Mm -hmm. And so it's used every night at supper and talk about my dad and my mom and just to have something that he made with his own hands on our table that we use every time. That's my favorite thing about Advent is getting out our Advent wreath. Mm, That's beautiful. I would say just the lit Christmas tree Mm. and the smell of it. I love in the evening just with no other lights on in the house and just, you know, the Christmas tree being lit up and maybe a fire on in the fireplace and kind of like combination of you guys, just the lights and the coziness of the evening and just enjoying the sight, the beauty of the lit tree and just the calmness of a quiet house and just restful and peaceful season. The first night we put up our tree, my kids have always had a sleepover in our living room. Mm -hmm. I've heard of people doing that. We've never done that, but I love that idea. Mine have done that too. Not usually on the first night, but um, that's a good idea to let them do it on the Mm -hmm. first night. Well, ladies, it has been so fun recording with you, not just tonight, but this season. And I can't believe we are wrapping up season four already. It has just been such a joy. And it's always encouraging to me when we record these. And I'm sad that we're wrapping up this season. But I know it's the busyness of the holidays are approaching. And we like to take that time off for ourselves and to be present with our families. Listeners, we thank you for coming along with us through this season. And we look forward to being with you again in 2023. You've been listening to the Relatable Homeschoolers podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. You can find links to all the books and resources we mention on the show at our website, therelatablehomeschoolers.com. We would love to hear your homeschooling questions. You can email us at therelatablehomeschoolers at gmail.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at The Relatable Homeschoolers. We'd love it if you leave a rating and review for us on iTunes. It only takes a minute and we'll ensure more homeschooling mamas get to hear our show. We'll be back with another episode soon. Until then, happy homeschooling schooling.